because what a what a uh, what a massive deal, man! Can you believe this? I mean, yeah. Geez. And do you know what other team in the NBA has two legitimate superstars starting in November? Oh, that would be none. <laughs> none. All right, let's. Uh, the JT and Looney podcast. I got to grab my notes here. Episode 16. Oh, my God. Yes. Happy days are here again. <laughs> well, Tom Looney, this is the ultimate dream podcast for you. Anthony Davis will officially be really soon a Los Angeles Laker. How does that feel? Well, I thought the Los Angeles Lakers didn't know what they were doing. I thought people wanted Genie, the magic Genie, to relinquish. The Los Angeles Lakers? No, she is a she is a magic genie. Chicka boom, chicka boom. Don't you just love it? Happy days are here again. My Lakers are back. And oh, by the way, oh nothing in October, late October, early November. What NBA team will have two legitimate superstars starting game one? Now, only one team will, JT. Your Los Angeles Lakers. Absolutely. With the injuries to the Warriors, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant shouldn't play all of next year. There's no need to bring him back for a game. And for Clay Thompson, when we find out the severity of the ACL, uh, he shouldn't come back until probably March or April at the earliest in their new building on top of it in San Francisco. But the Woj bomb was dropped and the Pelicans have agreed to a trade of Anthony Davis to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including the number four overall pick in the upcoming draft this week. And I will just tell you, this is the most ever given up in the old days, the modern era, wherever you want to put it, for an athlete since Herschel Walker and the famed Jimmy Johnson trade from the Dallas Cowboys. So you better hope this works out, my friend, because you literally gave up a lot to get this kid. Well, and the New Orleans Pelicans better hope it works out, too, because uh, Brandon Ingram's got blood clot issues. Lonzo Ball uh, only plays 50 games a year. Brandon Ingram's only played 50 games a year. So they get a couple of guys that might be damaged goods. Josh Hart is a guy who's good, not great. So I think it's a great deal for the Lakers. It gets Anthony Davis where he wants to play. That's important. Well, when you when you have that type of talent, you want to work where you want to work. LeBron James and his type of talent is working exactly where he wants to work. And yeah, I, I think, I mean, don't you think that makes them the front runners in the West considering everyone else's injuries? Yeah, I think the only reason why they're the front runner is because of the injuries to the Warriors. If the Warriors were healthy, absolutely. I think Milwaukee with Giannis Antetokounmpo, depending on what happens with Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. But Philadelphia has a pretty good deal, even though I don't believe in the process. They have some star players on that team. But no doubt about it, Vegas has made the Lakers a heavy 3-1 to one favorite to win the title this upcoming season. And it's a blockbuster deal but let's remember Alonzo Ball was selected number two overall in his draft class Brandon Ingram was selected number two overall and Josh Hart a first round pick number 30 overall and then the upcoming picks New Orleans will have the first pick overall which will be Zion and the fourth overall pick yeah if they're not able to move it by the end of this podcast so that's a lot of draft equity for David Griffin and New Orleans going forward. And I think they pulled the trigger because they realized that every day that went by that they didn't move Anthony Davis, 
they were losing leverage in the deal. And plus your Lakers were desperate for LeBron James to get Anthony Davis from Rich Paul to Rob Palenka to Jeannie. They all wanted to get off the front and back page of the LA Times where every day for, for months has been a bad negative day for the Lakers when it comes to PR. Well, also, right, throughout the nation, too, there was, and I think people re- can now realize they've swallowed a bill of goods. They were told the Laker management didn't know what they were doing. They were told the Laker management was in chaos. And then this happens. And a lot of times what that is happens with news reporters. It happens with sportscasters is uh, they're lazy and they just copy what each other is saying, A, and B, People speak a lot of times in what they hope will happen. They hope the Lakers are in chaos. They hope no free agencies want to go there, et cetera. When, as you know, free agencies always want to go play for the Los Free agents always want to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. And there's a lot of teams with Phoenix, Milwaukee, and other teams that might be in chaos and Orlando and Indiana, but they don't get the coverage because they're not in la-la land. So I think there are teams, All there are 28 teams and fan bases right now that wishes they had the chaos of the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, let's dip the show of the podcast in reality. First okay. off, you don't have a team. You barely have a team. If you were playing at Venice Beach, you couldn't call a timeout or a sub. You don't have enough players to put a team together. <laughs> you got like five guys. So you have to build an entire team. You have to have a bench. So here's what we know. We know that the Lakers getting Anthony Davis and giving up most of their roster have no depth, no bench, no players. But still the good news is the Lakers have room to go out and get another not super max guy, but they can convince one of those guys for another max deal to come over and play. That could be Jimmy Butler. It could be Kyrie, which a lot of people think that could be. You can go down the Kemba Walker alley, who he said that he'd take less to play in Charlotte. And Charlotte's one of the worst run franchises, I think, in the last 20 years. Michael Jordan is an awful owner, and he'll take less to stay in Charlotte. So there are still other players out there with the two superstars you have, but you got to admit, Tom, depth is really important and having a bench. The reason why the Warriors became a dynasty winning three championships in five years is they had an outstanding bench and Steve Kerr went 10, 11 deep, you know, best case scenario, your Lakers will be loaded up with stars, but they're not going to have any depth. I can yeah, promise you that. Yeah, LeBron James went to the NBA Finals a lot of times without that much depth. I don't know how deep the Golden State Warriors were. A lot of times when you get down to the 8th, ninth, and 10th guy on the bench in any NBA team, they're terrific basketball players anyway and will always complement superstars. And I know you accuse me of being so positive that I'm not based in reality whatsoever, which which I'm guilty of all the time, you let you still left out Kawhi Leonard. You're not buying in to the fake news that he's going to be a Clipper, are you? Kawhi Leonard's cousin said Kawhi Leonard still wants to be a Laker. Well, he wants to be in L.A., and that's good news for the Lakers because if you want to be in L.A., the Lakers are the model franchise and the successful franchise. But if you're Kawhi, You don't want to start ring chasing, I believe, with LeBron James at this stage of your legacy. Kawhi's already got two championships in the LeBron James era where LeBron only has three, and Kawhi got two finals MVPs. He was able to do it in two different markets, similar to LeBron. And can you imagine if Kawhi's able to win a championship with Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, 
and the Clippers, I told you all the time that I thought that LeBron just winning one championship in Cleveland was bigger than any two that Michael won in Chicago. Right. But I'll trump all of that by saying if Kawhi wins one with the Clippers, that's bigger than anything LeBron did with Cleveland or Michael did with the Bulls. And I think that Kawhi is going to really want to test the waters in L.A. with the Clippers unless he signs a shoot super short one- or two-year deal to stay in Toronto after his long weekend in Vegas and that beautiful parade they had in downtown Toronto where it seemed like the entire city showed up. Yeah, do you remember the story about LeBron James? It was down to the L.A. Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that was just made up. And the whole thing of this whole story about Kawhi Leonard wanting to be a Clipper or could possibly be a Clipper, I just don't believe it. And I don't know if I believe about how serious the Kyrie Leonard, uh, Kyrie Irving to Brooklyn Nets story is. Uh, People keep repeating it uh, like ventriloquist dummies, but Kyrie Irving, his entire life has always wanted to be an LA Laker. I know they say say that about everybody, but he did when he was younger. He loved Kobe and the Lakers and he almost, he came this close. You can't see my fingers, but a couple of years ago, before he went to the Celtics, he came this close to becoming a Los Angeles Lakers. He's been making up with LeBron for an entire year now. So don't be surprised when they when they sign a third guy. Uh, it's, it's not a real big superstar like Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie Irving. And, hey, you know, Kemba Walker might be just a, a better complimentary guy than those two as well. I mean, Kemba Walker's been buried in, in Charlotte, and he's a human highlight film. Kimball Walker would just be a terrific fit with the Lakers as well. Kimball Walker's a good fit for any team. Well, the Lakers are taking on money, and we know if the deal closes on July 9th, when the Pelicans want it to close for a lot of reasons, the Lakers are going to be short of getting another super max type player. So names like J.J. Redick are out there for a reason. Everybody knows that the Lakers need shooters, not one, right. they need multiple shooters, and they don't have one now because with, with what they gave up, and you know Brandon Ingram's not a perimeter player, and Lonzo never had a great shot, but we know that Anthony Davis, for this deal to work, has got to play on the low block. He's got to be a center the way that Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, all the big men, including Pal Gasol, played in the painted area, and they were able to dominate that way. LeBron can play everywhere. He can play on the outside. He can play on the inside. But in this league, with the insanity that we always talk about with all the three-point shooters, everybody wanting to shoot threes, and if they miss, keep shooting, the Lakers are going to have to spend some money on shooters to come in. And that's a problem because this league right now, is full of guys who think they can shoot, but they can't make shots, and the Warriors can. And at some point, Clay Thompson's going to come back healthy. And the Warriors still have a lot of depth, and they still have good players. And Steve Kerr has been working with that young bench for the last couple of years to get them ready. But, for Tom, I've been a big Anthony Davis fan. I like him as a player, but I really dislike his behavior, the way he left New Orleans, off an injury, where he came back healthy, his teammates needed him the second half of the year, and he wouldn't play. When he did play, they let him play a few minutes. They wouldn't let him play in the fourth quarter. He couldn't have left New Orleans 
any worse than he left. And let's not forget that because he burned a serious bridge with a fan base now that has Zion Williamson and a whole bunch of draft equity and a whole bunch of former Lakers. It really puts guys who aren't politicians in a bad spot. You remember with Carmelo Anthony in Denver and Dwight Howard in Orlando, where decent people who have an incredible talent who can choose wherever they want to work, you know, if they were doctors or nurses, they could move from New Orleans to L.A. in a day if they wanted to. But because of the way the system is set up in the NBA, it's set up to make players look bad for wanting to work in a city where they'd like to work. No matter what they say, it comes out wrong. If they don't talk, it comes out wrong. Remember, Kawhi Leonard wouldn't talk. Everyone said, that's a bad look. Carmelo Anthony talked. Everyone says he sounds like an idiot. So there's no there's no middle ground there. It's always a bad look. But that's the way the system is set up. And these, you know, one in one million type of talent guys who can work wherever they want to work, the system is is set up to make them look bad. So don't hold that too much against Anthony Davis. And remember, if they, if they get a, Lakers get a third star who can really put up points, you know the loony math over the years. Anthony Davis is a prolific shot blocker and rebounder. Mm-hmm. I keep saying it doesn't really even matter how many points he gets. And he averages like 25, 27 points. But if his block shots and rebounds are adding up to 20, the other team's not winning. He is going to be, he's just such a great force also on the inside, blocking shots and gl- getting rebounds that when you've got LeBron James and maybe other, some other great guy and Kyrie Irving or, Kemba Walker or some other good shooters, Seth Curry, I've heard on the team, they're going to be, there's going to be so much fun to watch again. And, and, and that's, what's great. You know, when Notre Dame is great, when USC is great in college football and in the, in the NFL, when the Dallas Cowboys are great because people hate them, it's always a good thing. And when the LA Lakers or the Boston Celtics are great, it's, it's always superb for sports fans because people love them or hate them couple of things to hit on there. First, let's talk about moving from one city to the next, something right. that I've been really into over the last couple of days. And for years, I've been saying this. If Anthony Davis played for the Las Vegas Pelicans, and what I mean by that is they'd never have the name Pelicans in Vegas, but if New Orleans which is not going to thrive, I don't believe it's going to make it as an NBA city. It's a college football town with LSU, and it's an NFL town with the Saints. It doesn't have the corporate fan base, the advertising, the ability, or the passions from the fans for the NBA. That's fact, not fiction. So if this team was playing in Las Vegas, Anthony Davis would never want to leave. He'd want to stay in Vegas, and a bunch of celebrity NBA players would love to play in Vegas because there's no state taxes in the state of Nevada. They'd be playing on the strip in Vegas. It would be perfect. But it's the same problem in New Orleans that they have in Milwaukee, and there's no luck that Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to play there his entire year. We've talked about it in Portland with Damian Lillard, who can't get anybody to go there, and everybody who gets drafted to Portland eventually wants to leave. Michael Jordan, the most famous name in NBA history, can't get a free agent or a player to go to Charlotte. These small market teams have a problem retaining their players when they become available in free agency. And Anthony Davis wasn't even a free agent. Let's not forget, he's become a bad guy. 
and he's going to remain a bad guy in Los Angeles because fans from Boston to Miami, New York, Philadelphia, Oakland, now San Francisco, Utah, Dallas, they are all pissed off about this deal. They can't believe that this deal came together and the way Anthony Davis left New Orleans. So get ready. You want to talk about the cowboy with the black hat on? Anthony Davis is public enemy number one going forward outside the Laker world that you live in and dream in. I'm laughing over. I'm cackling over here for this reason. Because I'm I'm thinking of you and I'm thinking of Sarah Sanders. And <laughs> because you're the guy that's, that's, that's fortunately got, is going to have to spin for the next six months that Anthony Davis is a bad guy and Von Des Perfect is a good guy. <laughs> Very good. Very good on the JT and Looney podcast. Very good that you got that in there. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Did you leave out Richie Incognito also? Did you forget I that? I'd pick one of those two. I didn't want to put you too much on the spot. I don't want to pile on. <laughs> well, when we talk about players moving, it's really unique because what happened with Durant and Kawhi, you mentioned both of them. When Durant left Oklahoma City, he was a ring chaser going to the Warriors. And he won back-to-back finals MVP. So that took him off the hook. Even if he was someone that just hated Durant for the move, an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, whoever you are, Durant could look back at you and say, I won back-to-back championships. I don't care. So Durant got rid of all of his critics. And the same could be said about Kawhi Leonard. You said perfectly a few moments ago that when he left San Antonio, he did not leave on good terms. He wouldn't sit with his teammates on the bench. He wasn't there for them on the road. He played only nine games, I believe. But then by winning a championship in Toronto, he quieted all of his critics. So your new guy, Anthony Davis, Tom, can do the same thing. As much as I'm beating him up on this podcast and fans in New Orleans and the other fans are rooting against it, if he wins one, not two, three, four, five, like Magic. He's just got to win one championship in Los Angeles to be a great Laker. And Vegas says the odds are pretty good that that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a fun year. And, you know, what's really amazing when you take a look, again, at the product of the NBA. Uh, what are we going to be talking about all summer? Zion's going to New Orleans and Anthony Davis and LeBron James to L.A. and free agency and the draft coming up. When... When we started out in sports talk radio, we weren't talking this much about the NBA, and we especially weren't talking this much about the NBA in June, July, and August, and waiting with such great expectation in October and November. This is the first season, NBA season, the 2018-2019 NBA season, where it really wasn't like that the NBA snuck into town on Christmas Day. We really talked a lot about it before it started. Uh, the Lakers looked great before LeBron got hurt on that Christmas day. And I just think it's amazing. It's only good for your product when people keep talking about it and you're getting free publicity constantly. Uh, you know, boxing would love to be talked about as much as the end is at 5% uh, as much as the NBA. And you and I both love boxing, but nobody talks about it. It's like a cult sport. And the NBA was during its infancy for six decades, it was around. But now it seems to be the 1A conversation. NFL will always be 1A, probably college football 1B, but up there, maybe at 1C now, it's the NBA. 
a couple of things on the Lakers going forward. And so Lakers are in the same marketplace as the Clippers and they've dominated that marketplace. And Steve Ballmer is now all in as the richest NBA owner. He knows the priority after this move for Anthony Davis, if he wants to be relevant and they've been relevant, but not championship quality, not a championship contender. Ballmer's got to go all in. So the pitch to Kawhi Leonard is probably going to be the strongest pitch ever made in the history of the Clipper organization for any player. They're going to go crazy to try to get him. But I don't want to give Rob Palenka any credit. I won't give him any. Why not? Because this is, this is the guy who supposedly was backstabbing Magic and had Magic go on TV on ESPN and ABC and admit it. He left the team because Rob Palenka was stabbing him in the back. He was gossiping. He was doing all this behind Magic's back. Magic quit on Genie. Jeannie was starting to fall out of favor a bit, even with diehard Laker fans who love her because she's a woman. It's difficult to criticize a female executive or owner in sports, but a lot of people were starting to say, you know, I don't know about Jeannie. I don't know if Jeannie can get us out of the situation that we're in. So all Rob Palenka did was pick up the phone desperately and say, we want to do this deal right now. We can't wait until next year when we can get him freely to come here and give up no prospects, let alone three of our young players. I'll do whatever it takes. So all Palenka did was grovel and beg David Griffin to do this deal in New Orleans, and that's why the deal happened. It's like selling the Looney Mansion that's worth a million dollars for 250 grand. That's not a smart deal. It was just a deal to close a real estate transaction. That's all the Lakers did was they were desperate. They were no longer patient. LeBron James is the owner. He's the GM. He's the head coach. LeBron said, I'm running out of time. Get the deal done now. And the Lakers groveled and did the deal. Will you give Rob Palenka credit if he gets Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard to become a Laker? Yeah, well, if he gets Kawhi Leonard to become a Laker, it's an absolute miracle. It's one of the biggest signings ever because if Anthony Davis did not come to the Lakers because he could have waited till next year or New Orleans could have said, you know, Lakers, there's a lot of bad blood between both organizations. We're just not going to do the deal. But to get Kawhi Leonard would be enormous because that's the ultimate third player in any deal, including Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. I would say on paper that LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi, especially Kawhi coming off a championship and a finals MVP, is as good as Durant, Steph, and Clay at any point in time. That's why I don't believe Kawhi's going to the Lakers, because I just don't think Kawhi wants that to be a part of the conversation around his legacy. He fought LeBron as a member of San Antonio to win a championship. He fought LeBron and the Lakers, even though the Lakers didn't win a championship, to go through the Warriors to win. Why would Kawhi want to put his championship tail between his legs and join LeBron and be considered a ring chaser? He wasn't a ring chaser going to Toronto. He delivered a ring in Toronto. He wasn't chasing a ring. Yeah, he's a complex character because I still don't think he wants to be the guy, kind of like in a Dwight Howard way. Uh, He'd rather have the spotlight and the pressure on somebody else. And I think that because we don't even know what we barely know what his voice sounds like. We know what his giggle sounds like, <laughs> thanks to Twitter. But I, I think that maybe it is the ideal situation with the Lakers because the spotlight would be more on Anthony Davis and LeBron James, 
where if he went to the Clippers, there'd be more pressure and he would be the guy. And I don't know if that's what he's looking for. There is there is some risk reward, and there's a big risk involved in this deal because we've never on the radio predict injuries. We won't want to do that. But if you looked at Durant throughout his career and you looked at the tiny legs that he had and you watched him in the finals come back early from an injury, it wasn't too difficult to predict that Durant could do some serious damage on the calf or the Achilles, and that could be, as you always say, Tom, a career-threatening injury. And I think that Clay Thompson's ACL, the severity of that, we're not doctors, can be serious. I'm not predicting Anthony Davis, who has been injured in the past, gets injured again. But the Lakers are all in. With what they've given up in draft picks and the players in the roster, and LeBron being an older player, even though Anthony Davis is only 26 years old, he better remain healthy. And you always tell me, Big people have big medical problems. Yeah. If this guy goes down under any circumstance, the Lakers and the franchise will be in trouble for years. And odd-sized people have odd medical issues. And uh, there's, there's no doubt he's an odd-sized person, and so are most of the guys in the NBA. And they do. And a lot of times, unfortunately for KD, uh, you tear your Achilles or have any Achilles issues, you're never the same again. Uh, with Clay Thompson, there's been different cases, and everyone likes to point to Adrian Peterson, et cetera, where he could get out of that and be okay, especially because he's never always the guy. And so uh, there's a chance for him to get full rehab and then go easy on minutes, et cetera. I worry more about KD's type of injury. And you're right, with LeBron James, he never really had any injuries ever until that Christmas Day injury, which he probably should have sat him out for the rest of the season when he was with the Lakers uh, this year. That was the first time he ever really had any injuries to speak of. And because of the weird size of Anthony Davis, that certainly is a possibility. So it is strange when you look around the NBA and a lot of the fun free agent activity that we have and unpredictability and soap operas, et cetera, how so many of these issues, including, you know, Lonzo Ball, who never plays more than 50 games and, and Brandon Ingram with his issues, you know, these big trades going on with guys with big question marks. Yeah. And that's what brings me back to last season, which everybody should have such a bad taste in their mouth in new Orleans for the way Anthony Davis walked through that building. The last time he would ever walk through it, wearing a Looney Tune shirt on that said, that's all folks. That was such a cheap shot to the organization and the fans. I really was disappointed that Anthony Davis didn't own it said someone laid out his clothes, T total bunch of bullshit when uh, it came to that because he should have owned it and basically said that he was ready to leave and it didn't look good. And then we always talked about this with Lonzo's dad, LeVar, as he's making news again. We knew that Lonzo would never, ever, ever want to play in New Orleans. And Brandon Ingram, I don't think wants to play in New Orleans and nobody's talking about that yet. But think of this, Tom. Last year when they were on the private Laker charter and they were flying from city to city and LeBron was sitting up front near the pilots, everybody behind LeBron knew that they were on the trade block. They knew LeBron didn't want them. LeBron was trying to move them. It got Dell Demps fired in New Orleans when New Orleans didn't pull the trigger on the deal. And everybody that we assumed was going to be dumped and traded to New Orleans was that was a toxic situation in Los Angeles with Ingram and Lonzo feel for Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma 
It's got to be breathing easy that he wasn't oh, yeah. traded. That's one thing we haven't hit on. The Lakers are really happy to retain him going forward. Well, a couple of things there. First of all, thank you for calling the pilots pilots. They're not captains. <laughs> they're pilots, and they're lucky they're that, as I always say. And I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram, two guys in their 20s, might not like New Orleans. You being a guy from Vegas, there's not a guy in the history of this planet, there's not a guy in his 20s who ever went to New Orleans and said, oh, that sucks. New Orleans sucks. Everybody loves New Orleans. I've never met a human being, no matter what age, race, color, ethnicity, or orientation, who left New Orleans without wanting to go back. Yeah, I disagree. I think people like to visit New Orleans. I like to go to Jazz Fest. I like to go to the Super Bowl. I like New Orleans. I like to go out to dinner when I'm there, but I don't know if I want to spend three, four, five years of my life playing basketball there in a market that has proven that it can't win. They have no success and they don't have a basketball culture, period. And for Lonzo, we're talking about a kid who grew up in a suburb of L.A., went to UCLA, played for the Lakers at Staples Center. That's a major drop-off for him, and he's a big ego guy. The only good news, I think, for Lonzo Ball is he's getting away from his dad because even when LeVar Ball stopped showing up to Staples Center, they didn't want him at Staples Center, Lonzo was injured, and he was in street clothes there, and no one really cared much about LeVar. So LeVar's chirping a lot this week about the fall of the Lakers and the Lakers will never win. It'll be a cold day in hell when they win. And it's all funny and it's all cute. And people use it for social media sound bites. But I don't think that Ingram and Lonzo are going to want to play there. I don't know about Zion. Believe me, Zion was close to playing in New York at the Mecca with the Knicks and ended up in New Orleans. So it's going to take some time to see if he's going to thrive there. But I thought New Orleans got about as much as you could get out of a deal. They knew that Anthony Davis could walk. They knew he didn't want to be there. He was being a cancer within the organization. And to get three players and three first-round picks and have the one-and-four pick coming into this draft, it's a bright future for New Orleans if they can convince their players to stay and sign extensions, which I don't think is ever going to happen. Yeah, and that's just tough. I'm surprised you would hear you say that just because – People like living in New Orleans. A lot of a lot of athletes over the years, including Archie Manning, have you know buy their home and live there year round. Um, although I had I had to reach back to the seventies to find a guy who actually bought a yes, home. Thank you. <laughs> you forget Nicholas Cage, my neighbor in Vegas. He bought a house there too. He bought a haunted house there in New Orleans once before he wow. came back to Red Rock in Vegas. Here, well, yes. And Sean Payton, like Sean Payton, fell in love with New Orleans, and you know even had offers to leave as a coach, mm-hmm. but wanted to stay and. Uh, purchased a home there. I think Drew Brees has as well, if I may bring, bring the show into contemporary times and give some contemporary references. So I think you're underselling New Orleans' appeal to a 20-something. And 20, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, African-American city. So these young black guys might really love it uh, when they go there and uh, or or get burned out from partying. You know, that's a city that can really burn you out. Better not enjoy it too much. Uh, I just yep. think that all this is really good in, in a macro sense. All this is incredible for the NBA. Look what we're talking about. And well, with one of, 
Yeah, we wanted to put this podcast up quick, and we want to thank everybody who downs the podcast as we uh, – I used to download the podcast as we're trying to lock this thing in right and grow it, and we appreciate all the downloads. But this comes down to now the lazy media having another lazy topic to talk about. It was LeBron coming to L.A., then LeBron losing in L.A., then Magic Johnson quitting on his franchise, then now this blockbuster trade – and the Lakers will go into next season as the favorite to win the NBA title, which assures Jeannie Buss and the entire organization that they're going to have sellouts. They're going to have passionate fans back there again. Laker fans are great fans. I've never seen anything knocking that fan base. They are diehard just like the fans in Boston. But there are a lot of people rooting against them. And LeBron broke down for a little bit last year. He's not getting younger. He's getting older. They're going to have to build a roster. Frank Vogel is the coach. They're going to have to get some shooters, and then they're going to have to get through the West. And if Kawhi Leonard comes out West, like I believe he will, along with the Warriors, Harden and the Rockets, it's tougher to do it out West again. There's, it's not going to be easy for the Lakers just because Anthony Davis is there. They're going to need several more players, and it's going to be fun to watch to see LeBron get in that private jet and to try to recruit some players here over the next couple of weeks because LeBron's going to come knocking now. He's going to have a piece, dare I say it, in Anthony Davis and the ability to go sit down and have that banana boat trip or the trip like the Hamptons five going after Durant and the Hamptons and start pitching to guys to play for less, be a part of something special in Los Angeles. And it gets LeBron back in the Jordan conversation as all time great player, because he's closer to winning a championship with the Lakers than ever before. Well, if you want an example of the lazy media, it's hard to convince people they've been fooled. But if you're listening to this podcast, you've been fooled, whether you want to admit it or not. Because when JT says lazy media, he's not pointing his finger in the right direction, I don't think. The right direction to point it at is sportscasters who repeated that the Los Angeles Lakers front office was in chaos and nobody would want to go there. And that was just obviously not true. Well, the reason Anthony Davis went there is the same reason why Kawhi Leonard went to Toronto. Kawhi Leonard went to Toronto because he was traded there. That was a rental trade that worked out great. I think it's the greatest rental trade in NBA history. Anthony Davis, we knew, wanted to go. But it's really a story about patience, isn't it? I have no patience, so I'm perfect on this topic. But, you know, <laughs> the Lakers could have waited one more year swimming in the ocean going to Mr. Chow's, having the greatest nights out at nightclubs. L.A. is L.A. All they had to do was wait one more year, and Anthony Davis would have walked right into Los Angeles for a big-money free agent contract, and the Lakers wouldn't have lost years upon years of players, draft picks. They just had to wait one more time, which proves to me but LeBron James is an egomaniac. He wants to win. He's in complete control of that franchise. Jeannie Buss should just give Rich Paul part ownership in that team because Rich Paul is walking all over that organization. He's running it. Uh, Rob Palinka reports to LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, and they're going to do whatever they can to make LeBron, not Anthony Davis, 
LeBron James happy before LeBron James walks away from the Lakers in the next three years. Mark my words. Well, uh, yeah, and because if you ran that organization, you'd do the same thing. That's a smart way to do business. He's the greatest basketball player that ever played. That ever played. He's the greatest basketball player that ever played. Just roll out the red carpet and ask him what he wants. Well, it's a good time because the NBA is front and center again as we're in the dead zone for the NFL. As everybody's taking a break now, we're coming off the U.S. Open, which was incredible. Gary Woodland winning. We all know what's happening with the Women's World Cup. It's that time of year here in the dead zone as the summer is beginning that the Lakers now own the summer. And that's tough to do in any sport with the NFL. The NFL's just taken a slight hiatus before the preseason, the Hall of Fame, before they ramp up and take over as the number one sport. But give the Lakers credit. Good news, bad news. Even when it gets ugly, people are talking about the Lakers more so than ever, including the Showtime Lakers of the 80s. The question is, will Anthony Davis and LeBron James win a championship together, Tom, I'll say no year one. I say they go to the NBA finals year one minimum. And I also say when it comes to owning the summer, the Lakers will own the summer and so will the JT and Looney podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.